welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. The Daniel generation. Daniel is a model. And that's what God will have many Christians to be. That's the will of God that all of us will be Daniels. Uh, this young man was taken away from Jerusalem, from Judah, by King Nebuchadnezzar. His strategy was that he would just go into a country and pick the best guys there, the sound, the intelligent, strong men, without blemish. He would pick them and bring them over to Babylon and begin to nurture them and train them in the way of the Babylonians. He would change their name. It will change their diet. It will cause them to learn the language of the Babylonians. I mean, total overhaul so that they will grow his economy and grow his kingdom and grow his country. That was Nebuchadnezzar's strategy. But you see, amazingly, this young man, Daniel, he was actually a young adult when he got into Babylon. And even though he was a young adult, he didn't compromise his faith. It's amazing. The Bible says he proposed in his heart not to defile himself with the kingsmiths. So he was a young man in the foreign land who held on to his heritage. He didn't forget who he was. He didn't forget where he was coming from. Many people, when they get to foreign lands, they forget where they are coming from. They just let loose. Not Daniel. Not the Daniel generations. They know they are God, and they hold on to their faith. They hold on tenaciously to what they believe in. So Daniel was so much uncompromising, and because of that, somehow, he was able to earn the trust of all the kings he worked for. He worked for about 70 years as a public servant in Babylon. When the king of Persia took over from Babylon, he began to work with those kings again. He served under four kings, and they recommended him, they trusted him. He was a model because he was uncompromising. Somebody said, one with God is a majority, and that's so true. If you can stand with God... If you can stand for God wherever you find yourself, very soon people will bow to you. Nebuchadnezzar prostrated before Daniel. He bowed before him. Why? Because he saw a greater power. And because this guy was Spartan, because he was pure, because he was clean, he was able to download, he was able to access the mind of God. You see, when you access the mind of God for your generation, they have no choice but to say yes sir, to you. And that's what the Daniel generation is all about. Yes, they have natural intelligence, they are smart. But they go beyond even the natural resource to tap into spiritual resource. The Bible said Daniel was praying regularly. And you see, when you pray regularly, God will talk to you. When you talk to God often, God talks to you. I've never seen a man who talks to God regularly without God talking back to him. He would just somehow manifest himself to you. So this young man was praying three times a day. He was accessing the mind of God. Anytime he was in trouble... He would go to prayers. He would get his friends again to pray. And they were always accessing the mind of God. When you tell your generation the mind of God, they will say yes, sir, to you. So Daniel matches intellectuality with spirituality in the marketplace. And that was why he made a mark on the sands of time, both in the Babylonian kingdom and also in the partial kingdom. I mean, he worked 70 years. By the time he was being thrown into the lion's den, he was already an old man. This guy was constant. Because he was contacting heaven regularly. You see, when you contact heaven regularly, it takes away your weaknesses. And God begins to infuse you with his strength. When you contact heaven regularly, it takes away your fear. 
It begins to pump you with faith. When you learn to contact everyone regularly, it takes away your sins, your weaknesses. It begins to pump in you is righteousness. When you learn to contact everyone regularly, it takes away your ignorance. And it pumps in you knowledge and wisdom. That was what we saw happen in the life of Daniel. Daniel was busy. He was a public servant who was very busy. But he still had time for God. He still prioritized God. He still prioritized his spirituality. Some people, when they are too busy, they don't pray anymore. Not the Daniels. They would rather go the journey with God than not go at all. God is their all. God is their essence. They realize in the marketplace, only God can bail them out. Because in the marketplace is a jungle. There are lions, whether you know it or not. There are lions. There are spiritual lions. But they will not devour you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the marketplace of this world, there are Goliaths there. But the Daniel generation is to overcome Goliaths. And they represent God well. Is my prayer you represent God well in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's just run into what I have today. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 17. Daniel 1, 17. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all the terms, wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Verse 18. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, then the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore they sat before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. Thus Daniel continued unto the first year of King Cyrus. In other words, God gave them knowledge. He gave them skill to understand literature and wisdom. And he gave Daniel understanding in all visions and dreams. God packaged them for their assignment. Your giftings, your talents, your potentials, everything you have is a pointer to your destiny. And it's my prayer you will not miss your place in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not also miss your timing in the mighty name of Jesus. So these Daniels, what they do is that they display God's wisdom to their world. They display God's wisdom to their generation. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, the Bible says God's plan is that through the church, through the dynasty of the church, they will manifest the multi-dimensional wisdom of God to the world. He said the manifold wisdom. Another version says the multi-faceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities in the every places. In other words, Daniels, they demonstrate God's wisdom to their generation. In this time of Daniel, you will see some Daniels, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego are all Daniels too in that time. And the Bible says at some point in time, King Nebuchadnezzar became larger than life. He became so swollen-headed and he made for himself an image of gold, gigantic image of gold. Because he just became so swollen-headed. He had so many great results, and the thing got to his head. And he made for himself an image of gold. And he commanded all the public servants, the judges, the magistrates, the big men in town. He had them all gather around the image. And then he said, when he blows the trumpet, or when they hear the sound of the trumpet, they should all bow down and worship his image. Total idol worship. It was only these three Daniels who said, no way, sir. <laughs> we are not going to bow to this image. This is idolatry. The only God we know we shall serve. They didn't forget their heritage. 
They didn't forget they were Jews. They didn't forget they were Israelites. They didn't forget where they were coming from. Even when the pressure was on, they did not bow. And this guy was so furious. He was so mad. He said they should eat up the fairy furnace. They should eat it up so much. And they eat at the top seven times more. So they threw them into the fire. But God was already waiting in the fire. I pray that whatever fire you are going through, or whatever fire you still go through, that God will temper the ferocity of the fire in the mighty name of Jesus. And as they got into the fire, a fourth man appeared in the fire. Mind you, the fourth man didn't appear before the fire. The fourth man appeared in the fire. So when you go through the waters, they will not overwhelm you. So when you go through the fire, you will not burn because God is in that problem with you. Many times, it doesn't come. It doesn't show up before the fire. But as you are thrown into the fire, it shows up. What a faithful father. What a faithful God. So the king said, ah, I saw four men walking. That was the first wonder. He said, ah, these guys, how can they be walking around in a fairy forest like this? Second wonder. He said, look, we threw them in bound. And now they are loose. Another wonder. He said, ah, 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 ah. So those words became a wonder to their generation. Because they didn't bow. They were showing to Nebuchadnezzar a higher wisdom. They were showing to Nebuchadnezzar a higher power. That's what happens. The Daniels are to show to their generation a higher power, a higher wisdom. David said, I have more knowledge than my bosses, than my teachers. Because he was operating in a higher frequency. Of course, they brought them out and it was celebration, it was promotion. Every time there was a problem, these boys would stand, they would overcome the challenge, and the next thing is promotion. So God is a wise God. And he says, through the church, they called out ones, those who have been purchased by the blood of Jesus, those who have been washed by the blood of Jesus, those who are Christ followers. Yes, through them, the rulers of this world will know the multidimensional part of God. So it's not angels that will show the world how wise God is. It's you. It may not appear like that. You may not even, in your widest imagination, can fathom how that will happen. But as you follow him, because it's our sufficiency. We are not sufficient in ourselves. He has not called us to live independent of him. He has called us to live dependent on him. So as you depend on him, he will begin to fashion his plans through you. Begin to fashion his thoughts through you. Begin to fashion his wisdom through you. And that's how we will show the world how wise our God is. That's the Daniel generation. They showed Nebuchadnezzar that this God is not just an ordinary God. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6 and verse 2, where they saw Jesus talk, where they saw him say things they never heard before, and they were amazed at him. Said, ah, is this not Joseph's son? They went on to say, look, what wisdom is this guy displaying? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. In other words, you cannot separate God's wisdom from his power. When you are displaying God's wisdom, you are displaying also his power. His power and his wisdom go hand in hand. Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God, also the power of God. They were amazed at Jesus. And they will be amazed at you. In the mighty name of Jesus. This generation, they are able to access the mind of God. They operate not just the conscious mind. They also operate from the subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is your brain. is your reasoning faculty. But there is a greater you. There is a core, which is your sub. Your subconscious sub means under. So your finite mind, okay, your brain. But there is much more to you that meets the high. You are a spirit that has a mind, that has a soul, and you live in a body. So that spirit that is you is now connected with the Holy Spirit because you are born again. 
and that makes you a bomb. So the more you can engage the Holy Spirit, the better you become in all areas of life. The better you can engage him and cultivate him, work with him, obey him, make him happy, make him stay with you, the better he is allowed room in your life, the better you that will be revealed to the world. The diners don't just live life from the conscious, they also live from the subconscious. They're able to tap into their deepest recesses. The Bible says, counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. Proverbs 20 verse 5, say, a man of understanding will draw it out. Counsel in the heart of man is deep. It takes the deep to call the deep. So the diners live life not just from the conscious, but also from the subconscious. So even as they are in the board meeting, they are praying. They are like, what next? What do I tell these people? How do I make you known? How do I go about it? They are also praying. Let me know your mind. Tell me your mind. What can I do? What can I tell this person? That's how they display the wisdom of God. And that's what makes them outstanding in the marketplace. They're able to reveal to their world the wisdom of God. They're able to solve problems. They're able to answer many questions that people cannot answer. And you know, the problem you solve determines the reward you get. And the person you are solving problems to also matters. That's why some professionals are well paid because they are solving big problems. And in your own area of specialization, you'll be a Daniel there in the mighty name of Jesus. Another thing the Daniels do, another thing that marks them out is that they learn to synergize. They learn to combine efforts. As a matter of fact, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 17, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, troublesome guy, he had a dream. He forgot his dream. And he called all his astrologers, all his magicians, all his wise men in his terrain. Say, I forgot my dream. You tell me my dream, also tell me interpretation of my dream. Daniel was among the wise men in the king's court. So he summoned all of them. And his own guys, his own fetish guys, say, oh, no, 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 nobody, there's nobody who is man who can tell you your dream and also tell you the interpretation. He said, it's not possible. Anyway, he got so angry, he said, okay, I will kill all of you. And he sent the exterminator to begin to go kill all the wise men around. And that was when Daniel got wind of it. And Daniel pleaded, he said, look, just give me one night. Give me 24 hours. I will come back here tomorrow this time, tell you your dream, and then the interpretation of the dream. As he left the king, he went to his boys. He went to his community. He said, look, there's a problem. Daniel chapter 2, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Ananiah, Michelle, Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning these secrets. So that Daniel and his companion might not pray with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel chapter 2, and verse 17 to 19. This guy, he knew how to synergize. He knew there's a power of agreement. He knew that this was urgent and it was important. And he went to his own community to ask for prayer supports. And together they cried unto God and the secret was revealed to them in the dream. He didn't try to go it alone. There are some problems in life that if you try to go it alone, they will swallow you up. Some problems are bigger than your capacity. Daniel realized this was bigger than his capacity. He marshaled support. He went to his community and said, look, please, let's cry to God. He called for a prayer meeting. And of course, they cried to God. They joined efforts. They combined efforts. And there was a good outcome. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, that if two of you shall agree over any matter here on earth, it shall be done by my Father who is in heaven. Another version says, if two 
believers on earth agree. That is, they are one mind in harmony, and by anything that they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For we are two or three that gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, and they are amongst them. So at times in life, you have to learn to ride upon the shoulders of people. You have to learn to synergize, to call for help. Together, everyone achieves more. Some challenges are bigger than you. You have to realize that. That's why you cannot joke with church. People say, oh, church doesn't matter. I do my church online. Ah. <laughs> when the chips are down, you need a community. You need this community of believers. Don't just try to do it by yourself. At times, being in a community of believers, you may not even realize the full benefits. But I'm telling you, there are benefits. The same thing happened to Peter. He had a breakthrough. His net was breaking. I mean, he had so much catch as a fisherman. He couldn't contain the catch. He had to call for partners. Please come. It gets to a point that your business may not go beyond a particular level if you don't have good partners, if you don't have worthy partners. It's my prayer God will send good people to you. He will send good friends to you in the mighty name of Jesus. So Daniel sought prayers from his friend. He cried out. When you're in trouble, please learn to cry out. It's my prayer you have good support around you in the mighty name of Jesus. Daniels are also servants. Daniel was a public servant in these kingdoms for 70 years. Public servant. They serve the public. I know there's a true sense that when you serve mankind, you're also serving God. It's true to a large extent. When you learn to serve, when you learn to serve mankind, you're also serving God. Jesus told his disciples that the kings of this world, they exercise authority over their own subjects. Say, but in my kingdom, in this our kingdom, is not so. If you are going to be the chief in this kingdom, then you must be the servant of all. If you are going to be the one that will be the greatest in this kingdom, you must be the servant of all. God has called us to serve him, to serve one another, to serve mankind. That is the call that the diners have. These guys, they served in Babylon, and they were serving a very cruel king, but they served nevertheless. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 36, that David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep. So Daniel served. They serve in the public space. They serve in their corner. They serve. They make things happen for other people. They are leaders who are not just selfish, but they are selfless. And they also serve in the house of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says there will be a distinction between those who serve and those who do not serve. Because you see, when you serve God, he services you. The Bible says in Exodus 23, verse 25, it says, as you serve him, he will bless your bread, he will bless your water, and he will take sickness away from you. He said, you will not miscarry. He said, as you serve him, he will bless your bread and water, and he will take sickness away from you. There are some pecks that some people get by serving God that those who don't serve God don't get it. Malachi 3 and verse 18. Because God is faithful, you don't hold him, you can't hold him. Anything you do is coming back. So I'm appealing to those who are serving in church. Please know that God is the one, is the ultimate. And everything you do now is waiting for you in future. Because the law of seed time and harvest is so true. Whatever you make happen for God's people, it also makes happen for you. He said you should do good to all men, particularly those who are of the household of faith. Galatians 6 and verse 10. Say, do good to all men, particularly those who are of the household of faith, and nothing beats it. Those who serve God, he services them. You can have your excuses. Oh, there may be so great excuses. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 2 verse 1, Say, thou man of God, you are inexcusable. 
and that summarizes it. So your good excuses are nothing. Because somebody is in your situation, the same scenario, who is actually serving. Everything you do is coming back. At times it doesn't even come back in your time. But your children will enjoy it. Because it's being recorded. It's being noted down. Everything you do is being noted down. It's being noted down. Somebody is recording in heaven. So be wise. Be wise. Serve. Show God that you mean business. When you are up and doing, and when you show him, Lord, I mean business, he also will do business with you. Jesus said that nobody who gives another person water in my name will lose his reward. Everything you do in the kingdom of God is being noted down. And in due time, you will reap if you faint not. Oh, you cannot go wrong serving God. You can't go wrong. You can go wrong doing your own thing, but you can't go wrong serving God. Because in due time, you will reap. There's a record in heaven. It's my prayer your service will be noted in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my prayer God will service you in the mighty name of Jesus. You have earthly rewards, not just eternal rewards alone, also earthly rewards. Mark chapter 10, verse 29 to 30. God also pays you in different ways. The Daniels are also what I call clean vessels. They are vessels unto honor. In other words, yes, they are serving God, but their vessels are clean. Everybody is a vessel. Bible says in the great house you see many vessels. Some vessels unto honor, some vessels unto dishonor. Say some are vessels of clay, say some are vessels of silver, some are vessels of gold. Everybody is a vessel. Everybody. And you see, if you're a dirty vessel, you can't be used. So you can't say you want to be used of God and you don't take holiness matter seriously. The Bible says, nevertheless, God's foundation stands sure. Say, so let everyone who calls the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Because God is a holy God. How would a holy God do business with an unholy vessel? They will not clean themselves. They keep making provision for the flesh to gratify the flesh. They go to where they are not supposed to go to. They listen to things they are not supposed to listen to. They watch things they are not supposed to watch. They feed the flesh over and above the spirits. That's why they are weak spiritually. That's why they keep falling. They have no control. Zero control. No character. And you want to be used to God with no character? No, it doesn't work that way. You have the capability, you have the capacity, you have the potential, you have everything needed. But you have to make up your mind that you have to walk this walk circumspectly. Is my prayer the grace to live holy? It's coming upon you in Jesus' mighty name. You'll be a vessel unto honor. And every day you will wash in the blood. And as you wash in the blood, you will not make provision for the flesh. In the mighty name of Jesus, you always put the flesh in check. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.